Hello and welcome back to another episode of My Life in Games with Silas and Sage, Mighty Sage, the Mighty Sage, All Knowing Sage, All Knowing. <laughs> I I feel a, a sense of this has been done before because when before it was the Almighty Sage and now it's the Mighty and All Knowing Sage. That's still a lot to live <laughs> up to, bro. <laughs> but it's true; it's very true. And uh, <clears throat> when we watch your streams, that's just how we feel. But today we also have a special guest, Neutron. How you doing today, buddy? Hey, good morning, guys. How's it going? I'm doing great today. <laughs> good, good. And uh, as per always, we'll uh, just start off with our usual round of what have you been playing lately? What's What's been on your game list? So I've been uh, playing, of course, a lot of Monster Hunter. I've been watching a lot of streams of Monster Hunter, and I've been <laughs> thinking about it day and night. Um, but of course, I... The dreams of Monster Hunter. <laughs> Uh, but I, I mean, I have, I've been playing several games right now. Um, I have a, uh, list that I keep track every year. I'll, uh, try to beat 30 games every year. Um, I've beaten, uh, Twilight Princess so far. And I have, uh, uh, two PS Plus games that I'm currently playing, Apotheon and, uh, Tower of Guns. Uh, those games are pretty fun. Um... But I want to continue playing Monster Hunter. I'll just say <laughs> that's where it's at. Yeah, that's that it is. Okay, so that's so that's what that's what you've been been playing, and I know we're kind of doing things a little bit uh, a little bit backwards, and my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been playing that stuff, but uh, <clears throat> what else you do? Obviously, you you stream and things. But why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the stuff in games and your life in games? <laughs> streaming and, and, and whatnot um so i've been uh let's see streaming on and off since 2013 uh but recently uh i uh started uh streaming more often uh, uh mostly last year and and early this year i became a twitch affiliate so that was a you know that was pretty exciting uh kind of motivated me to continue uh, and, and hopefully I can bring good content to my viewers. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm basically a variety streamer, so I play uh, different types of games, shooters, looters, uh, platformers, retro games, um, anything that's, you know, just fun to watch, really. Ah, all right. And uh, d don't you have like a, a list you keep up of uh, the games you're going through for the year and that kind of thing? Correct. So I have a, a list of 30 games. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you a quick the top numbers I got um the the Witcher trilogy, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles mm. two, uh, Metro Prime three, Cuphead is another game, uh, Resident Evil five and six, um, Wolfenstein two. Um, if they if Monster Hunter uh, I mean if Metro Prime four comes out this year that's gonna be <laughs> on the list. Uh, and the Last of that's Us that's probably next year. Yeah, most likely, but. I mean, every year I, I'm, I'm putting a list of 30 games. Last year I beat 35. Right. Um, and if I continue this without buying too many new games, I'll finish in seven years. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you've got a seven-year plan. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't buy anything new. Yes. <laughs> so how many, wow. uh, on average, games are released every year? And out of those games, how many would you add to the list? So I am um, purposely... Um, Trying to only buy five to six new games. They 
it ha- they're a must-have for me because if I I've noticed my trends last three years. I I think I'm averaging over ten games, new games. And how many do I play them? I probably only play through five, half of them in that year. So it's just I mean there's so many good sales that come out like I just want this one or that one. <laughs> it's hard to say no, especially, you know, as a streamer, you feel that, uh, you feel that pressure to play, you know, what other, your, what's current, yeah, yeah, what's, what's current. Good. And then your, your fan base, you know, they're like, Hey, are you going to get a hold of this game? I'd love to see you stream that. So you may even add additional games to your list that you weren't planning on playing at all. That may be outside of the, you know, the, the five games that you were intending to add to the list that year. Right. Yep, peer pressure is a is a thing, man. <laughs> it's real. It's real. Struggles streamer struggles in first world countries <laughs> when you're an adult. <laughs> when you have the money to spend, which games to buy? <clears throat> All right. All right. <laughs> oh. Well, with that, uh, Sage, which, what you've been playing lately? What's, uh, what's your recap for what you've been playing? Uh, surprise division. <laughs> yeah, big surprise. We weren't, we weren't expecting any of that. <laughs> um, been reinventing division quite a bit. If, for me, I'm just I'm focusing on having fun with builds instead of uh, focusing well, on the meta. And um, so the stream has taken a little bit of a different course too. Like I made a new character and, and uh, trying to see if RNG is going to be better on that second character. Hopefully it will be because uh, the the first character has had really, really bad RNG. But uh, yeah, just focusing on builds uh, that are fun and, and from a PvE perspective until I get the right build for PvP and then kind of venture out there and do that kind of thing. So Division is still the main course, but um, I'm still playing quite a bit of Elder Scrolls Online with a wife. That's um, uh, That's a great game for both of us. We really enjoy that. Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. You know. Yes. Monster Hunter. Got the brother-in-law playing it. He dropped, you know, he's like, I said, if you really enjoy Dragon's Dogma, here's Capcom again. You're gonna see some some great similarities between the games. So pick up Monster Hunter. And uh he was like, Cats. He hates cats, by the way. It's like cats, there's cats in here. Oh my god. <laughs> he loves it. We were playing it last night. He plays it just about every day. <clears throat> and then the wifey, of course, she wanted to get it too. So the three of us play together quite a bit on Xbox. Um, still playing Dragon's Dogma, though. Dragon's Dogma is a fantastic game with a lot of replayability. And uh, the storyline is great. So um, I did pick up some Fortnite. I've decided oh. officially that it's not for me. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, not, not every game is for everybody. It doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad game. It's just not for you. Yeah, it's just not for me. Uh, it, it's the feeling of restarting over again. You know, the, who can camp best? It feels like there's more of that on Xbox than maybe on the PC realm. PUBG as well. PUBG on Xbox just doesn't feel, it's, it, it doesn't feel very fluid. Probably a bit better on PC, but um, Battle Royale is just not really my kind of game. And, uh, but I did dabble a little bit with it to make that determination and it's a great game. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, not really my, I like my time to count for something at the end of the day. So you're like, I've got, Oh, I unlocked this brand new monster set, or I just unlocked uh, a complete set of classified predators mark. And I can play with that even more tomorrow. And with this, you just, you start over 
every time you die and the queues are really long and I don't know. It's not, it's not really for me, but anyway, I have been dabbling outside of my normal playlist as well, but I've settled on monster hunter. That's a fantastic game. Yes. Yeah. In fact, uh, uh, I've played uh, some monster hunter with you. That's been a part of, part of my playlist recently as well as monster hunter. Um, of course on, on Xbox. Um, but as of, well, from this recording, uh, yesterday <laughs> the day before we recorded this uh i got a playstation again and so now i'm starting monster hunter on playstation as well so that would be split between playstation and, and xbox but see now i can play i can play with sage on xbox and i can play with neutron now on playstation so you know of course now i gotta have the time to do that <laughs> between work so you're both on playstation yeah yep. hmm. well i guess i should announce formally that as of tomorrow, I will have a PlayStation and we will be playing together, all three of us. Yes. So I'm going to need some Monster Hunter love. You're going to have to help me get geared up again because the grind is <laughs> going to be real. I'm still re-gearing myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. And, you know, we could we could even do maybe a, maybe a stream sometime where we're all playing. Yeah, do a PlayStation Monster Hunter stream. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be good. We'll plan that down the road. Uh so we'll get back to monster hunter in a second um other things i've been playing of course um xenoblade chronicles 2 which uh as of a couple days ago i actually finally finished the damn thing 170 hours later now i did not unlock everything but almost everything i think i'm only missing like three rare blades so yeah i think i got just about everything Uh, i've done a majority of the quests um it was a good run and definitely in no way uh, was my money wasted. Uh, I definitely got my money's worth out of that game. Um, <clears throat> the ending was pretty good, even though it was a little bit over leveled for the M boss, but it was still a good fight in the, uh, the ending sequences. Um, at least it wasn't a super short ending. So at least I felt it was fulfilling uh, for the most part. It would have been nice to see a little bit more on kind of what happened to some of the characters after, but you know, there's that uh, future DLC and stuff that's supposed to add some more story. So, so maybe we'll, uh, we'll get that figured out when that happens. Uh, but overall it was, it was pretty good. Um, I would suggest when you do play the game and you do finish it, keep watching after the credits. Cause there's more cutscene, <laughs> like another f- five or so minutes after the credits roll. So, uh, do stick around and, and and watch. Just watch it all the way until everything's done and get the full the full satisfactory ending that you deserve. And overall, I mean, yeah, there could have been a few improvements, perhaps, but overall, pretty pretty good ending and one of the probably more satisfying endings I've had in a while on on an RPG in a game. Because lately, it feels like a lot of RPGs have had some really short, quick, and the end kind of endings, where <laughs> uh, at least this kind of had something to where. Um, it was good. It just it it felt good. I don't want to spoil nothing. Um, and I know the game has been out for a couple months now. But if you haven't played it and finished it yet, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. Uh, but do take the time to finish it and uh, complete the game all the way. I think you'll be you'll be satisfied with with how it all turns out for Rex and company. I think that's a good point about the RPGs too. <laughs> it 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 has felt a little lackluster. I mean, I'm not saying that we haven't had some good RPGs released over, say, the past five years. That because we have we have some, some really amazing games that have come out, but <clears throat> maybe on the the truly memorable side of the scale, um, it has felt a, a bit lackluster. But in 2017, getting into 2018, 
we've had some really great drops of some RP like traditional RPG games that are bringing back. I don't want to say the status quo, but bringing back the the level of quality that uh, I grew up with in RPGs, right. and uh, and it's really refreshing because. I don't know how you guys feel, but PVP as an in-game content or an in-game motivator, you look at a game like The Division, while I love it, PVP is not why I play the game in in-game. <clears throat> I play it for the raid style teamwork that you do for like legendary missions and you know those, those raid type game modes. Um, PVP is kind of overplayed to me. You see the, the drop off from Call of Duty. You know, Call of Duty isn't a big yeah. deal anymore. You got five hours of storyline and then it's all about the PvP. And um, I've really been longing for some great RPGs. And we've got Monster Hunter and then um, <clears throat> Xenoblade and refinding a game from back in 2014 that's Dragon's Dogma. And I had no idea about it. <clears throat> but it's really refreshing to see these games come back. Do you think... Well, can I, am I alone in that? What do you guys think? It's like, is PVP as an in-game mode kind of out played? Is that why we're seeing this resurgence of uh, RPG style, traditional RPG style story centric games? I, I mean, I think so. I, I'm, I've noticed that I, I get burnt out a lot faster on PVP type games. Like I need more story in a game i need i prefer a game where you can you know it's based on teamwork more than just your own personal skill um like for example i mean division has that uh destiny has that for me uh, uh monster hunter has that for me I, I mean it's a lot more fun just playing the team um, not necessarily playing against other players and and there's uh i, I believe there there's more i i feel uh there's uh, more fulfillment. You know, I'm happier at the end of the day after, after the stream um, versus just continually grinding a, you know, PVP type uh, format. Especially if there isn't clear rewards for it too. Like division PVP is really good <clears throat> for, you know, you go in the dark zone and you can, you can be one man and build your build around that. But at the end of the day, it's about, for, for lack of better words, it's it's build wanking and who's got the better build and who's got the better skills, but there's no clear defining reason for you to be in there once you've gotten all of your gear other than to show that your your build is better against you know somebody else's. And I guess that's okay. Um, but um, it, I'm with you. It's, it's a lot better for me to end on a happy note and say, man, we really came together and as a team, we you know, we crushed this raid boss or we, you know, we did X, Y, or Z. I think that's a lot more fulfilling. And on top of that, I think Silas, you've got, you know, some experience with this as well. We go back to Halo 2. Mm -hmm. And um, Halo 2 is when, when my love of PVP, like, and, and competing was born. And Halo 2 is yeah. also where it died. Because you found out, at least I found out in Halo 2, that lag and desync um, is a thing. And you're not yep. the, the, the most truly competitive PVP that you're going to have was based completely and totally on skill and on a fair playing ground. It's fair and consistent for everyone. 
is if you're on a LAN, you're all in the same room. You take all of your Xboxes over to your friend's house and everybody would play there together, right? Old school LAN parties. Yep. Old school LAN parties. <clears throat> and that and it was a completely different game when you did that. And you, oh, you yeah. found out how either good or bad you were. And usually it was a mix of both because you realize how much lag and desync and servers work for you and against you. Yep. So I've, I haven't taken PVP seriously and people that get worked up about it. I, I don't know. Silas, what do you think about that? Has any of that affected your PVP love or hate? <laughs> um, yeah, most definitely. Um, like you mentioned, I think, you know, Halo 2 was definitely uh, the prime time for uh, our PVPs for sure. And, uh, you know, and of course, we kept going later on into it and the years rolled on, you know, uh, PVP was great, but um, you know, after a while, I think for me, I kind of, especially in the last couple of years, I've suffered some like massive PVP burnout, um, to where I've been really looking to just get back into RPGs and JRPGs and things like that, where, yeah, um, I was still playing them for a little while, but in recent years, I hadn't played them as much up until probably like last year is when I really started to, you know what, I'm just, I'm done with, I'm really done with PVP. I just, I don't. I don't have a need for it right now. I'd rather do something if either either single player or or, or uh, definitely uh, if there's some good cooperative. Which unfortunately, uh, until Monster Hunter, there hasn't been a whole lot of good cooperative. So, and we'll get into Monster Hunter in a minute because there's some things that need to be fixed there. <laughs> uh, this seems to be a really good lead-in. <laughs> um, you know, so overall, yeah, I'm pretty much on the same level with you guys. I feel it's it's good. Um, Hopefully, we, we see some more good RPGs. Uh, I think part of what happened there is when PvP, I think, you know, like you said, uh, Halo 2 was, was really a starting point for a lot of people because that was about the time that, you know, Call of Duty and all that uh, started up. People saw, you know, when you could actually start having some online sessions where lag wasn't too bad, but it was still terrible I mean, in comparison to now. But even now, you still get problems with lag. Um, you know, and PvP's been a thing. Uh, but I think it just kind of went overboard and that's why now you see where like call of duty, you know, they have, they had so many re- releases, you know, every year, new call of duty, every year, a new such and such shooter. And now we've got so many of them and so many copycats. It's, uh, it's just, it's too much. It's an overplayed um, mode. I, <clears throat> I get it. And I think, you know, I think it was, it was, it was so fresh and new for a long time and it got people away from a lot of the single player and, oh, now we've got this, you know, competitive thing, which is cool. And then now it's just, it's been done so much. Now we're all just kind of. It's overwhelmed the market. Chirping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and one thing I've noticed too is everyone now expects that every game should have a PVP type mode. Mm. Or it's not, yeah. I don't think some games need it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Maybe it's a younger younger generation that kind of came into gaming when PvP was getting started, or after or after. That's all they know. Where for those of us that have been around a little bit longer, we know, I guess, how to deal without it. <laughs> we know what it's like, uh, so we have a different perspective. And uh, so, like you're saying, yeah, a lot of people do expect that, and that's not necessarily a good thing. Now, would I like a lot of games to include some sort of at least a online cooperative mode? Sure. Although others are still better left as a single player experience because that's just how the story is. There is a there is a need to, without if you have no single player games that are just single player. I think then the multiplayer stuff kind of loses some of its Assassin's Creed luster. Yeah, there you go. It was fun, but that's not why you played Assassin's Creed, and I don't think anybody's going to remember that title for its PvP 
you know, back in the day, what was it? Unity that did PVP. Uh, that, no, it started before that. Uh, they did, uh, it started with, I think three, three, so I was playing it on three black flag had it. And that's probably where I played it the most unity. Just, I, I'll stop fucking I still hate unity. Witcher three, <laughs> no PVP whatsoever. You know, fantastic game. It doesn't need it. But uh, there no, again, to your point, uh, a group play of some kind would be really cool. You know, if you could, you know, do some type of raid style boss and bring in Siri and Tess or Trish and, you know, yeah. kind of do a group thing would be really neat. I think that's that's more an expected standard than for for folks like us than having a PVP mode. I would much rather have a great raid style group play um, with uh, some enhanced and detailed um battle you know in in game incorporating the your surroundings as well you know what happens to the detail and oh you you do this thing and then this thing happens in the environment and then it helps you enter monster hunter yes monster hunter <laughs> many many good things to say about monster hunter there are some flaws but overall uh, pretty, pretty, pretty solid game. Pretty solid game. Um, it's, it's got story. It's got some, not the best graphics on the planet, but they're, they're pretty good. It's, it's pretty, you know, um, depending on which, you know, system and settings you're using and whatnot. Of course, now that I got the PS4 pro, of course I told it, you know, I got my 4k screen. So I'm like, yes, prioritize resolution, make it pretty. I'm so jelly. <laughs> um, <laughs> And of course, so you could prioritize uh, frame rate and stuff. Um, I haven't really noticed too much frame dip, though, uh, having it set to uh, keeping it for resolution. There's been like a couple of spots I've noticed it for a second, and then it went away. It wasn't anything too distracting, and and that was out of the couple hours of me getting started and going through the initial stuff, because uh, that's all I had time for yesterday. Once I got everything going, I had a lot I was working on. Uh, so, so far, that, that's been a really good experience there. And of course, I originally played on Xbox and on the One S, and of course, again, on my 4K, it looked, it looked great played good um uh, unfortunately i didn't get the options for prioritizing things because i wasn't playing on the one x like uh sage over there <laughs> but that's okay yes i bet it is it's probably about the same experiences uh, uh or better than uh, than the pro so i'm probably it's probably on on par with that which if that's the case that's pretty fantastic um but aside from graphical prettiness uh i think just uh having something that's that is loop based where rng isn't fucking terrible Okay. Um, yes, you don't always get the exact part you're looking for, but at least with this game, you know certain monsters drop certain things. So that's what you're going to want to go try to hunt. They have certain uh, kind of paths where when they're in the area that they're going to be in you know, certain zones that they're kind of notorious for lurking. That's kind of like their area. Uh, now, other other larger creatures are, or might be in the same area or whatever, too. They kind of cross up, but you at least have an idea of where you need to go, and it doesn't take too long to kind of learn it. There is a little bit of a learning curve, but it's not bad. It doesn't take much to figure out, like, when you go into the new areas, okay, well, the new creatures, okay, this one generally shows up in, you know, the this spot. So it's it's not too bad. It's not just so random and just, like, uh, so I referenced an older game that had some really tough RNG uh that we played a lot of PSL. Oh my God. There was, there was certain rare <clears throat> things you could put hundreds of hours of in and never, ever, 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 ever get a drop for spread needle. <laughs> yeah. It was um, 150 hour grind. Game. Finally get the spread needle. 
Yeah, and and even that game had you know where certain thing only certain things dropped it, so at least you knew that. But even still, that game just had terrible RNG, terrible. Uh, so at least Monster Hunter is a bit more uh, balanced, which it should be coming into 2018. We should have some of an idea of how to do this and make people happy. Uh, so I think uh, Capcom's done a, a good job with that. I think they've taken a lot from the previous games, even though I didn't play a super ton of the previous Monster Hunters. I have played a few. Um, and of course, uh, up until this one, uh, the more recent Monster Hunters have pretty much all been, you know, like 3DS and whatnot, other than they, you know, they had, you know, the Wii and whatnot. But the more recent ones have all pretty much been portable. So it's nice to finally see a console version of a Monster Hunter again. I think they did a pretty good job. At least, you know, the single player and everything is good. The multiplayer, when it works properly, from what I've experienced, is, is good once you get connected. But it's the getting connected where I've kind of had some trouble. Uh, how about you guys? I've I've been ta- I've been talking about this. What's uh what's some of your guys' experience? Let you guys kind of uh, have you guys had issues when it comes to uh, linking up with people? I know that uh, obviously Sage, me and you played, so you can kind of talk about our experience a little bit. But uh, Neutron, you being on PS4, have you had similar things where you've had where kind of uh, hooking up with your fellow hunters where you've run into issues? So to be or, or were the so to be honest, I so it was after a few updates where I started actually teaming up with friends. And it was a lot easier okay. compared to what you guys have mentioned previously. Um, you know, mm. they would just send me a, a, you know, a PS4 invite to, to play with them, and I just join into their their session. Didn't have to, you know, write out the their online session code, whatever it is. Um, um, and it was a lot easier. And once you're in their session, you can just, you know, either decide to join them in or just go by yourself, do a random solo mission. Um, what I what I don't like is if you're working on main story missions each person has to go through it by themselves first get to the cutscene, and then you team up which i think is just the dumbest idea ever um but other than that yeah. i mean teaming going in and out uh into your friends uh sessions is a lot easier <clears throat> it, even so we go to star wars the old republic you can do story missions together except for what's considered a personal phase. And, and it's not, you know, this big long drawn out, you've got to go through half of the map. It's usually when you're back at base and then you have this personal phase because it's based on your personal choices, light side, dark side, that kind of thing. But other than that, you do story missions together and then you, you space bar through them. You know, you can go through the cutscenes and still be in a group and do that. I would like to see monster hunter, do something like that as well because in the meantime you're just kind of sitting there waiting for the one person to get to the point where the cut seats are cut scenes are done so you can join them and that kind of stinks too when you're say you're all the same level and right now we're trying to do the the two dragons the diablos and raytheon and uh <clears throat> or rathalon what's his name raytheon rathalos, rathalos. rathalos. thank you yeah I'm getting it mixed up with Doctor Who because there's Rassilon. Rassilon, of course, the the head. Well, there's a Raytheon too, and so there's a Raytheon. Very close. Oh, yeah, close in names. Two different creatures. So many, but uh, we couldn't do them. You know, you have to reach those certain points where you can't do them together, and and if you come to the game too far or too late, then it doesn't count towards you completing the story. We found that out as well. Um, if somebody sends up, say they're halfway through the battle and they send up an SOS flare, you're like, okay, I'll join in now. Uh, and you complete it because you needed that quest completion too. If you join too late, it won't count for you and you have to go back and do it again. Wow. 
Yeah. Yeah, that needs to be fixed. I did not know that was a thing. That needs to be fixed. <laughs> found, yeah. found out last but night. Outside of, outside of the story stuff, though, it they've, they've de- definitely addressed a few things that were a problem that are no longer a problem. So maybe... Come on, it's 2018. There shouldn't be a problem syncing up story stuff. I mean, if they need to, Capcom, phone up 2K, talk to Gearbox. They did a great job. Borderlands, probably one of the best co-op loot and shoots in recent years uh, as far as how that works. <laughs> they made that shit work. They can do it, and that was started several years ago. Come on, you, you can do this. But outside of that, um, you know, not too bad. At least they're addressing some things. So maybe they'll come around to, to fixing how that works. I don't know. Uh, it depends on how deeply rooted the current mechanic is. And uh, it seems like there's going to be definitely a need for some code change to uh, fix. I don't know why they set it up like that. I'm not sure who made the decision on the development side or publisher side, whoever <laughs> made those decisions that, hey, you know, this needs to stay separate. <clears throat> I meant back in the day, I could see doing that because maybe with the way things had to be coded in netcode and to keep things smooth, you have to do that to to not run into problems. But nowadays, that shouldn't be an issue. So many games do synced story missions. It's pathetic. This shouldn't be a problem. So that's not a valid excuse. So I don't know what the reasoning was behind that decision, but you all need to overturn that. And fix it. <laughs> if you play, <laughs> if you play Dragon's Dogma and then you come into playing Monster Hunter, it feels like the exact same engine. And <clears throat> in Dragon's Dogma, there is no group play. There's no raid system. But what there is is you mm-hmm. you have your your side character, your pawn, as they call it, and it can go mm-hmm. and quest with other people, kind of like what we do with uh <clears throat> with the uh, palicos yeah that's what i was gonna say yeah kind of like what we do with the palicos um it, so they can join you can send them on quests and, and stuff like that people take them and rate them and they can they can um, give you items and stuff like that yeah uh which is really cool but if you play dragon's dogma and then come into monster hunter you're like wow this is basically a prettier version of this makes me wonder if they didn't just use the same base code and then built around it which you know, they they made Dragon's Dogma into with the same code as best as they could into a group play kind of game, and that code would only allow them to do so much. And that's a 2014 game, so not too uh, far out of the realm of possibility that they did that. But I think overall, that that's the biggest negative thing that we have to say. It's just a little difficult to get into a group, but once you're in, oh, that's a lot perfect. Of fun. It's a beautiful yeah, game. In the optional missions, you don't have a problem with optional missions. You can join early because they don't have cutscenes, so that's not a problem. It's just it's just the main story missions. And um, I do want to touch on what you're talking about with the palicos, though. Um, once you group up with anybody on your friends list, once you've grouped up with them, when you're randomly out doing expeditions and stuff, you can find their palicos and have them join you. Yeah, I noticed that yeah, too. I've, I've had. I've had sages with me on on Xbox on several occasions. I'll go. He'll, his little palico will be out there if he if he's been online recently. Now, if you've both been on, uh, sometimes it doesn't always necessarily update. Like if you haven't been online recently, because I was having a lot of online connectivity issues on the Xbox, even after because my uh, just overall, and then I had to re uh, renew my Xbox Live because I forgot to, and then I, after I did, it still wouldn't let me play online for like two days. Oh man! Oops. 
So I could still get his Palico, but it didn't have updated gear. Like it still had like the information from before, but for some reason it wasn't letting me actually play online, even though I was connected to the internet and everything. I don't know. It was being really weird. It was being funky and that kind of aggravated me. I was getting upset. But uh, once I got connected uh, again later on, then his, whatever he recently, last time he played and changed his gear to it, pulled that information. And then when I had his Palico join me, that's what they had. So that's, that is kind of cool though, that at least the, your NPC buddy can come help and it'll help out your friends. So if you play with a lot of different people, you can have other helpers, which is, which is good stuff. Uh, if you're, if you're playing alone, but, uh, the game is definitely best played, uh, as we were talking co-op, get that co-op destruction. <laughs> um, I do feel though that, um, with Monster Hunter, you were talking about maybe they used Dragon's Dogma Co, which, which could be, um, on the other hand, you know, because uh, Monster Hunter hasn't really been a big co-op thing recently. Maybe Capcom just doesn't have quite the experience they need uh, versus some other companies and and uh, how they're how they're doing it. Um, I know Neutron, you've played more of the more of the Monster Hunters, and I know past Monster Hunters have had some form of co-op, but not to the scale that that World has. I don't think. No. So last Monster Hunter that I played co-op was on the Wii U. It was the uh, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate. Um, right. And, I mean, since then, they've streamlined so much on, on the newest Monster Hunter Worlds. Um, there's uh, there's no loading screens between areas. Uh, there's... Yeah, that's there's, nice. Uh, you can automatically craft some items. Like, you can create potions by just grabbing whatever plants yet that you need and it just automatically creates your potion for you. You don't have to spend, you know, a few seconds just trying to craft items. I think they've done a really well job there, but I mean, as far as multiplayer, it there, I think there was a lot of syncing issues back on the Wii U. Um, but now it's, I mean, once you get into your team, it's, it's a smooth, smooth gameplay. Right. Right. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully they work on uh, continuing to streamline the process. And it seems like, to me anyway, from what I've seen, it seems like they're they're genuinely looking to um, support this game for a while um, and continue to work on it because there definitely has been some patches since release that have definitely helped some things out. Even on uh, you know, like on the Xbox side, now things are, are definitely better than uh, you know because I got it like not quite the first day, but I think a second or third day it was out. Uh, and then Sage and I tried to play it, but uh, it's definitely. Uh, it's improved some, so hopefully they continue to improve that. I would just really, really like them to improve the whole story syncing part. If they can get that going and, and take out that problem, I think they would have a lot more people playing this game. Because um, for some people, that might be a big turnoff to the point to where they're just like, I, I don't want to touch it, even though it's a really good game as far as that side of it. And then if they can't have their co-op and play with their friends the way they want to, that's a problem. Um, so hopefully that's something that they that they fix. All right. Well, I think we've all pretty much talked our monster hunter talk. It feels like uh, feels like we got that all all out of the way. We got it out of our system. At least until <laughs> at least until next time, we have more things to say. Yes. <laughs> um, but moving on to some some other things. Um, recently, uh, we'll, we'll go to some some streaming stuff since we're all streamers here. Uh, Twitch recently updated their terms of service along with uh, some policies and things on Twitch uh, Twitch streamers and how they should be presenting themselves and stuff like that. And there seems to be a little bit of a... There are some ruffled feathers over this. Hmm. Because there's some VODs and things that people either have to delete or 
whatever before uh what's the date uh, i guess it's like sometime next week right is when the cutoff is i think that they gave everybody like a week or two um if some of their stuff got uh tagged for uh, some of the inappropriate content um so yeah let's let's take a moment and, and talk about that a little bit as far as this update uh first off i guess i'll uh neutron did you were you aware that this even happened i did <laughs> I, I did see the update and not having that much experience you know on the streaming side all i read was was like good news for me because i mean they're they're they want to uh have twitch be a like a safe safe place for anyone to come in positivity you know remove all negativity in, in the in the page and even outside of twitch if if someone is like you know harassing you on twitter say and and they're able to to figure out who that person is they can you know they can be uh impacted on on twitch so i think that's that's a good thing you know helping your streamers your viewers to feel safe while providing a fun content okay um do you don't think that twitch is maybe possibly overstepping or anything like that with uh because you're talking about like if someone was doing whatever on turned on me personally i think it's a good thing but just from another person's perspective let's say where you know some people might feel that they're overstepping their bounds perhaps what would you say to that go to youtube <laughs> Right. Okay. There you go. Sorry, Neutron. Go ahead. <laughs> I guess I, I don't know. It just depends because um, it's a case by case type of thing. Um, right. Um, is is are, like for example, if you have a a vod out there, they just make a bad joke, uh, and it's like kind of like in a gray area. How, you know, they're gonna have to. I don't know how they're gonna handle those situations. Um, right. Do, are they gonna, you know, ban a certain streamer because he said something? Um, I guess it'll just we'll just have to see. Um, we we need some examples of you know what where are they gonna actually do? Um, where are they gonna draw the yeah, line? Yeah, we're gonna draw the line. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm personally, um, I'll just quick little bit. Um, most of what they've outlined seems to be a positive thing. And I'll, and I'll agree with you with that. What I don't like is that there's a lot of vague references as to the, some of the guidelines, and, you know, they need some really clear cut. This is what is acceptable. This is not. And be specific about it because there's people who are going to try to take advantage of it and be, you know, well, this, it didn't say specifically this, and then they're going to, you know, there's people that are going to try to get around it. So I think for, for Twitch, they need to, to be very, very clear about things. And that's where it's going to be kind of weird, depending on how they handle some of these situations. Hopefully they do a good job with it because it is a good thing. We do need to keep things more, um, more positive, uh, you know, for Twitch to grow properly. And unfortunately, sometimes when you get big things like this, you know, you, you will get, the bad side of life. And if someone wants to do that, there's other places where you can do that. Um, and from what I was looking through with the terms of service, a lot of it, there seems to be a lot of things pointing toward um, the IRL streams, which I definitely fully agree with. There's definitely uh, some cleanup that needs to happen there. <laughs> Cause that I feel has definitely gotten a bit out of control. Um, 
more recently. And that's why I haven't touched any IRL streams in, in a while, just because there's too much crap out there. Uh, Sage, some of your thoughts, man. Uh, wow. Well, I, to me, I'll, I'll start off with, um, something that happened to a streamer more recently, which I think the Twitch, the change in the services is geared towards extremism. Um, and, uh, they've purposely left it vague. Um, because for the most part, I would say issues are, are more along the lines of the minor to moderate. They're more concerned about the moderate to extreme. So we had a, a streamer more recently, um, depression, anxiety, suicide is, are very, very serious subjects. Very, very serious. We've seen some YouTubers have made some very bad mistakes. And, uh, and now we've had a Twitch streamer who has made a similar mistake stating his views on, uh, on suicide and um, anxiety and some of his personal interactions with someone he's in a relationship with. And he put out a apology video, which was um, no one thought that that was very sincere the way he did it. And uh, due to that, he was banned on Twitch. Now, I'm not sure whether or not he was permanently banned, but this was done on stream. Um, but his comments were very, very harmful. Um, I think that type of implementation is is correct. That's that's the type of thing that they're they're aiming for now, or at least what they're able to do legally, because we are in such a gray, ambiguous time. Um, I think streamers and content creators need to realize that um, being an edge lord or or entertaining for shock value has its place. Um, we can go back, you know, if you want to call it comedy, we can go back to Monty Python. <laughs> And uh, some of the things that they were doing there, they could not get away with. They were shocking at that time and they could not do it now. Um, the venue in which content creators and YouTubers make money and the, the spotlight that they have across the entire world, the people that uh, or the companies that are representing them, playing their ads on their videos or they're partnered with, whatever the case may be, this can severely damage uh, the people that are representing them, or the businesses that are representing them. This is how you make money. And uh, anybody that knows anything about business, it's business, not friendness, but you have to appeal to all people because one way or another, all people have money. And as a business, you treat everyone the same, fairly, consistently. That's what you should be doing. Uh, content creators that are going for for edge, edgy uh, extremism type of uh, content creation should be worried, but they should also learn a very, very big lesson here on how you do business. If you're looking to make money here, your, your, your content should reflect uh, an even keeled welcoming. Uh, it can be funny, it can be edgy, but it doesn't have to be harmful. And there's a really there's a really defined line there. Is it harmful to people who are watching it? In the ins in the uh, instance with this particular streamer speaking about something on which he has no idea, he has no platform on which to speak, and um, was encouraging people to uh, commit suicide or telling them that their depression and their anxiety isn't real. That is harmful to the general public, and so deserves a ban. So that's the kind of thing we have to consider here. Is it, is it vague? Yes. 
are we heading towards the right direction? I think of platforms like Twitch, YouTube, YouTube still has a lot to learn. Uh, but Twitch, are they maybe going about it in a better way than say YouTube has? I would say yes. And uh, sending a very strong message by banning that streamer, whether it was permanently, I hope that it was permanently, um, or even temporarily, sends a very strong message on how they're taking their, uh, how they're enforcing their new rules. And that's a very positive step and a lot better step than say YouTube, who just uh, we're taking away your monetization for a week or all together like, oh, great. So I can still see all this, this person's crap that they're putting on YouTube. Uh, they're just not making money off of it now. Like, oh, that's a real slap on the wrist. So Neutron, what do you think about that? So I think that Twitch is doing a taking the right steps to you know, confront that type of situations because you're now you're seeing it more often, right? Um, you know, you have uh, viewers or, or streamers that are being attacked, you know, daily. Uh, just depends. I don't know. There's just people out there that like hating other people. Um, and for us to feel safe, um, you know, we, we, we would like to whoever's providing this platform to give us a, like a safe home, you know? Um, so I definitely think what they're doing is, is a good approach. And, and I, and I want to see where they go from there. Will they clarify any, any amb ambiguous, you know, um, um, situations, any, anything that's in the gray area, how are they going to treat that type of stuff going forward? And that's a good point too. The um, in this particular case that we've been discussing, here is a a content creator or streamer who was who was uh, harmful to the general public. But the rules also apply in reverse to what is harmful or hurtful to the entertainer. And um, from the looks of the changes that they've made, um, your reaction to those things plays a really big part as well what's happening in chat, what you allow, what you have allowed. There's a bit more accountability on the streamer's part, but if you've been dotting your I's and crossing your T's, you're okay. You know, we're going to take care of you so far as banning their IP. We're, we're going to ban them everywhere that we possibly can so you don't have to worry about this anymore and, uh, and see a more immediate response to protect you. I, I think no company has the infrastructure to deal with these things yet. The, the standard will call call Xbox support or, you know, call customer care. Um, that doesn't work anymore. We're well beyond that. That was 20 years ago. You know, yeah. that, that doesn't work now in an online service where you're, when you're, you're funneling in millions and millions and millions of people every minute are on your platform. You, you need something a bit more substantial. So hopefully they're setting up the infrastructure to handle it. And this is, this is a step. We'll see some more of that ambiguity go away. Um, but I think this is a much more positive step than what we saw YouTube try and take, which is removing monetization or, uh, or the I like, agree. you know, temporary bans. Yeah. As far as, um, like protecting the, the streamer, uh, I think a lot of what they're doing applies to the female base. 
Oh, absolutely. Not to not not I'm not I'm not trying to be like sexist or anything. Don't don't take it like that. It, this is a good thing because I've seen not all female streamers are titty streamers, okay? And for those of you that think they are, y'all need to take your ass to Pornhub or whatever and that's ready to go. Now, are there some streamers that have tried to do that? Sure, but most of them have been freaking banned. Yeah. Or it doesn't usually take too long. And that's a good thing because there are some very respectable female streamers, even ones that are necessarily, they're not the nicest talking streamers. They're lewd and crude like us dudes, but they're still respectable. Don't treat them like crap. And there you'll get people, uh, you'll get some really bad people that will just do some really nasty stuff and, and harass in particular, like I said, female streamers and harass them on, uh, like you brought up like on Twitter and whatnot. And I think what Twitch is doing as far as that stuff goes is good. They need to, uh, give that support and whatnot because you can't be having people be like that. You just can't. And you know, if, if that's how you're going to act, then you're not welcome period. And you know, I know some people be like, oh, it's my right to no, no, it's it's going to Twitch is not a right. That's a you know, it's it's a extra thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. You are not entitled. You ain't entitled to shit. OK. And this this whole uh, I've got a whole spiel about entitlement, but we're not going to go there. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of it, particularly even at my workplace, just the younger generation and this entitlement crap just makes me want to. Oh my God. It's terrible. <laughs> Maybe it's just a sign I'm getting old. I don't know. <laughs> but it's an option that's available to you, you know, going into any, you know, I, I worked in security for 10 years. I've, I've had to take uh, people that have been stealing and arrest them and then send them to jail and uh, taking away someone's amendment rights. Freedom is uh, not something you take lightly. And uh, it all do, it all comes down to what is what is legal and what's going to hold up in court, and uh, so you have to have a solid case against somebody. But that doesn't mean that I haven't arrested people uh, that have said oh, I didn't. You you can trespass me from the store. You mean I can't come in here and shop anymore just because I I stole, you know, five hundred dollars worth of Blu-rays? Like, are you crazy? I can't come in the store anymore. I think that's ridiculous. It's I it's my right to come in here. I'm free to come in here whenever I want. And uh, a website is no different. You you go to the website. You just walked in the front door, you know. So Twitch as a platform can absolutely ban you. It is not. It's not a privilege, or it's not a. It's not a right to be here, you know. In poor behavior gets you kicked out and trespassed. And yeah, absolutely for the safety of other people. I think that's absolutely necessary. But it comes down to what's what's going to hold up in court. And uh, I think on our end, we overlook that quite a bit because, yeah, we can see that this person is obviously, you know, trolling or harassing or sexual harassment or encouraging bad behavior, whatever the case may be. But in court, what is the defense going to say and how tight is the, the prosecutions, you know, if it were to go that far where they were to say sue Twitch, you know, is Twitch going to have a solid enough case? And I think that's where us as content creators, streamers need to be more uh, aware and educate ourselves on the legality, what is required and necessary for us in building a case against an individual. And a lot of that has to do with our response to it, how we handle it, how we document it. Uh, all those yeah, things are don't, really don't important. Forget all of, yeah, all of your Twitch chat is logged. All of your Twitch chat is logged. <laughs> so remember that. I mean, you know, if, if you're, you know, if you're saying that person was disruptive, but yet in the chat, you know, 
they kept doing stuff and you never, you never, you never banned them or timed them out or anything else. Or look at that, be like, well, you didn't do anything. Yeah. You know, you let it continue to happen. So, you know, so that's, that's something to keep in mind as well. It's a difficult thing to address. I can say right now I have an individual that comes in very rarely, but they, they do come in and they, and they say, well, there's the sexiest man on Twitch. I ignore it. Uh, because it, to me, it hasn't gotten to the point where it's disruptive or harmful and it's easy enough for me to, you know, ignore, you know, and because there's a, for me, there's a point where you give that person power and then, you know, then it can blow up into something. So I, I try my best to just ignore it until it's turning into something where I can't control and then kind of go from there. But you make a decision like that, realize that taking the middle road is going to require you to build more of a case in the future. Like a lot more is going to happen because you didn't just squash it to begin with. I wouldn't say that they're evil. Uh, I don't think that they have malintent, but if it turns into something down the road, be prepared, you know, that, that your previous decisions in that are going to have a, have weight. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's a reality. It's a, a legal reality that we all need to be more aware of. All right. So it seems like we, uh, we covered that, that pretty well. And, uh, we've all definitely got some, uh, varying thoughts and whatnot, and just some different ways to look at some things. But I think we all pretty much agree that what they're doing is, is a step in the right direction. Um, Agreed. so moving on from that, um, last episode, we talked a little bit about, uh, team pyramid scheme <laughs> <laughs> so um, we kind of want to readdress that a little bit just because uh, we have Neutron with us today and uh, I know he's uh, whether or not you've been looking into uh, stream teams or, or had previous experience kind of like to get get your view um, especially since you did just recently get um, a, uh, you were made affiliate and all that stuff your thoughts and views on on stream teams and and, and the effect and and whatnot so I didn't know, did not know there was a a team pyramid scheme behind uh, Twitch teams. Uh, I learned that from your last episode. Um, but after thinking it a while, I, I guess team streams are like a double-edged sword, right? It, it can go either way. Um, if you're starting up, you know, you're a new streamer uh, and you want to get more views, yeah, they, they look in. They seem enticing. You want to get into that. You want to, you know, uh, grow within a team stream. But I mean, for for me, I think I would only join a team stream if it's just a couple of friends, because we just like playing games, not necessarily just to uh, right, right. Uh, get a, that initial high boost, and then um, if you can't maintain them, I'm, it doesn't matter. They're just going to go away. Um, so I just, I, I just really think that. Um, if you are starting off, um, I I would recommend just continue grow your own baseline uh, and still make friends. You know, network with other streamers um, is a good idea. Um, but you really have to do your research on what these teams are offering if you are interested, um, and have a backup plan. Right? Um, what if things don't go as well as you thought they would be? Um, Without you know hurting them, hurting yourself, have a backup plan. Um, go with the you know I I would just be upfront to them like this is what I'm thinking of doing. Um, 
give me your inputs. If if they don't agree with anything that you, you, you thought might be a good idea, it might not be for you. That's a good point. That's 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 fair enough. I mean you, you put it out there and if and if pretty much what you're going to for doesn't line up with what they're going for, then you probably want to look somewhere else or just keep doing your own thing. Neutron, how would you now that you're an affiliate, I think now more than ever, you're probably considering uh, the meaning of brand. How would you define brand in terms of the streamer that you're, you are and where you intend to go? What does brand mean to you? So I've, I've mostly been involved with a gaming community for, I don't know, last seven years uh, with Gunslinger Gaming, right? Um and I love them. I've, I've played with them for a good while, but I also wanted to grow as a streamer by myself. So I've slowly started creating my, uh, building up my my uh, my brand. So um, I'm a guy that you know, full time worker. I go back home. I just want to chill, drink a beer, play some games, right? I just want to de-stress from all the crap. <laughs> throughout the day and that's basically that's that's what i i present myself as online um you know i just want to shoot shoot up with some friends kill some monsters uh and just forget about uh you know the real life struggles <laughs> mm. um and that's basically how i'm presenting myself i mean i'm, I'm just kind of chill dude just want to play some games i uh, have a good time um and i i want to meet more people like that right um and uh i think that's where i would focus growing um you know networking with certain people uh, in that area so from what you're saying is um in another way is that uh, the person that you are kind of defines your brand as a as a personality on on twitch so if you're um if you're just starting out, um, whether you have one follower or you're working on your thousandth follower, you have a brand and it, it's reflective in your personality, right? And as you grow as a streamer, that personality or that brand is going to continue to grow as well. Correct. And if you're thinking of joining a team, you have to figure out, are your is your brand clashing with theirs? Do you think... Can you grow with them, or where will they their brand kind of absorb who you really are? Like takes away your identity because now you're you have these strict rules of what you're supposed to abide by being in their team. Yeah, and then who they are may not jive with who you are, and that that happens quite a bit. You have some people come over from, you know, the other members of the stream team and they come over to you and they're expecting a certain, you know, je ne sais quoi. And that's not what you provide, whether it's edgy PVP or expert advice. And, and I'm just here to chill. That's my brand is chill. And, and then they come in and it, it ends up being more of a, <laughs> uh, an un, uh, undesired exchange because uh, you're you're inviting in people that don't really match with your personality, and that happens. You know that's going to happen anyway. But especially when you're part of a stream team, you have other streamers that are very, you know, very strict, very poignant kind of be this way. Why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you using this build? Oh, you're ridiculous! So, you know, this is 
you know how it can be. And then you invite that into your stream or it could be vice versa. Maybe you're more of the, I'm the PVP type and the rest of your, your gang is more chill and you know, you're not, you don't have quite the right fit. It's a shame to, to part ways and then, uh, and lose some of those partnerships when you could leave amicably, which would be preferable, but that you can pigeonhole yourself. So what would be, what would be your advice uh, to the person who is just starting out, just starting out brand. I just started my Twitch account. I'm streaming from my Xbox or my PlayStation. I don't even have X split started up yet. I just have a mic and no camera, but I want to give this a go. What is your best advice for them? Just do it. Just uh, consistently do it. Um, I think that's one of the hardest thing is to, to even begin to stream. Um, if you can do it, you know, a few times a week, um, make friends that way. Um, you know, you can also, if, if you want a, to network with another streamer, you know, go into the chat, say hi. No, don't have to necessarily say I'm another streamer. I want to do this and that. Just, just act like you would make a new. That's pretty much what you don't yeah, want like, to do. Just act like you <laughs> don't, want to be going there. Just act like you want to be a friend, really. And that's that's how these networks kind of grow. It's it's don't go in there saying I, I want to grow um, by just being a friend of you. Just you know participate in their in, in their um, chats um, and you know act like a normal friend. To be honest, support people that you really you know you got to really like them. If you're supporting them for business right. reasons. You're doing it for the wrong reasons. Sorry, Silas. Go ahead. Oh no! I was just just pretty much what you, what you just said. You just want to go in there and uh, just watch other streamers, find ones you like, and if you continue to watch and support them, eventually, be like, "Hey, you're playing some stuff I play." You know, I would say if when you do decide to talk to them, private message them. Do not do it in Twitch public chat. Never, ever, 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 ever. Put that. Don't. Now, if you if you've been watching them for a while and whatnot, and you've been hanging out and supporting them, maybe send them a private message. Hey, would you mind? Maybe doing a, a, a dual a stream with me sometime. I play this game. You play this game. Fine. But don't do it right away. Don't just go in there and just start. Develop a know, report in a first. Chat or, <laughs> or, 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 you know, like, you know, just for one thing, you don't want to do it right away because aside from the fact that it's just rude as shit, you also don't want to do it right away because you don't know if you're going to jive with this streamer. If you watch them for a while, you get to know this person. You're going to know if, you know, you're going to get kind of a feel if, if your personalities are going to mesh and, and, you know, maybe you like the streamer and what they do, but you, they're not, it's not really going to work for like maybe a, a co-stream or, or whatever, then that's fine too. They're still good. They're still there. They'll probably still support you. That's fine. But you go out there, you find, you know, other people, maybe, you know, you move on, whichever, but yeah, definitely don't, don't do the rude thing and just go in there and just start being like, Hey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> stream with me. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's not going to get you anywhere. Um. Well, one last thing on the subject too. Uh, what often happens to beginning streamers and, uh, and experienced streamers, it doesn't matter where you are with followers and subscribers or how long you've been doing it. You reach slumps. You reach periods of times where, Hey, I've, I've streamed all week. I've streamed for two weeks. And I've gotten maybe two followers, especially when you're starting out, that happens. You're around 100, 200 followers and you kind of reach this plateau where there's nobody, uh, nobody really coming in. There's a lot of factors that play into that. Neutron, have you, have you experienced a slump like that before? And um, 
what are some of the factors that can play into maybe having a bad week? So I'm relatively new to the streaming world, right? I, I have a couple friends join in, probably averaging four to five viewers. And that I don't think that's ever stopped me or, or you know, made me want to stop streaming because I just do it for the fun of it. I, I just want to come in here, hang around. I don't care about the view count. Um, and this is the only time I stream is when I play by myself. And I just want to share that. I mean, there's some reactions that I have while playing and I want to, I want, I want to save that clip. I just, I just want to share it to my friends. Like, Hey, this is what, this is ridiculously happened. I saw two giant monsters just go at it on monster hunter. <laughs> yeah. Some WWE Which does crap. happen quite regularly. <laughs> yeah. Which does happen quite regularly. Yes. <laughs> So if yeah, you're in like it to do uh, picking up engine, oh yeah, oh that's a great one. <laughs> and then you get the turf war, turf war, thirty uh, yeah. points. Um, so it, motivation. What are you? Why are you motivated to stream? Is is what I'm hearing. You you stream because you enjoy streaming. That's your your stream time. You also use it to share really cool clips with your friends. It's something that you enjoy doing inherently but you, your long-term goal isn't necessarily, or your goal right now, even when you have a bad week, isn't to gain followers and have all the views. It's something you truly enjoy doing in your pastime. Correct. Uh, I mean, I've, I've loved games. I'll tell you a quick story. My first experience with, a, with video games, I was barely learning how to walk. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we lived across a... Uh, like a supermarket, like a fiesta. And my parents told me that I somehow walked over over there and was dangling from the arcades after oh. they were – I was apparently <laughs> lost for like two hours. They didn't know where I was until they found me just playing at the arcades. That's my first experience with video games. I, Baby, Baby Neutron, Neutron was kicking it up at the arcade. <laughs> That's uh, incredible. But, so since then, I mean, I've loved games. Um, I I just like sharing it with them. You know, sometimes I'm I'll go back and play an old game. Uh, there's you know, it might be someone's favorite game on Twitch, and that's how you meet a new friend. You know, they they tell you all the ins and outs of of their favorite game, and I I appreciate. It. I don't. I mean, they they tried their best not to spoil anything for me. Um, but um, I've had some good experiences when I went back and played uh. Metroid Trilogy. You know, yeah. it's a, it's a it's a big it's a favorite game to many many people on Twitch, and there's a strong following, um, and I got a, a several few followers from that. Silas, same question. You know, but you see, you're the <laughs> one that got me into streaming, so you've got mountains more experience than I do. Um, what what is it for you? So you have a bad week, or you know, a bad couple of weeks, whatever the case is, and then uh, uh, what what kind of keeps you going? I could say what keeps you motivated to keep going. Is it something similar to Neutron? Uh, well, for me, I mean, for me, it's, it's kind of changed. I will say that um, over over the past couple of years. Um, one of the big things, of course, you know, I str my biggest struggle is consistency, and that's just because of how my work is. I could be called in any time. I can work any hours of the day. I work for um, the local healthcare system. 
Yes, I'm legally obligated not to actually say what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. I signed paperwork. But anyway, that being said, um, you know, because of that, because of, of where I work and what I do, my hours change, can change at a moment's notice. So making a solid stream schedule is very, very difficult for me. So um, more recently, what I'm trying to do now that I've gotten, I was working overnights, now that I'm back to doing mostly uh, first and second shift, I'm just going to try to pick uh, consistent days. And then, of course, put my schedule up ahead of time to where people know, okay, on this day, you know, I, I'm going to stream on, say, Wednesdays and Fridays, which is pretty much probably what I'm going to be doing, guys, because that's what I was doing before. Um, but it might not necessarily be nighttime streams. I might have earlier streams. I might have later streams. But if I could try to at least have consistency of, okay, we know that Silas streams on such and such days. And, you know, uh, I'll do is look at the schedule to find out what time he'll be doing it. And if I can have time for extra streams, great. If not, it's what it is. Um, as far as what's motivating me, uh, I think the un although the there's been different things that have motivated me to keep going. Uh, I think the underlying reason has pretty much stayed the same for me. Uh, streaming and stuff can be a way of de-stressing. You know, I'm playing my games, uh, whether it's a single player game or a multiplayer game. And I share that with other people. Um, you sometimes just like neutron said, you, you can meet some really, really cool other people and make friends with other people. And that just because they like the same game or um, whether or not it's been something that they've played, or maybe they're coming in and asking you questions because, they're thinking of, of picking up this game and it might even be an older game that they never got a chance to, but they've been interested in. So now they're watching you stream it because they want to know more about it. And, you know, you tell them about it and, you know, you, you build up new relationships. But for me, part of it is a big part of it is, uh, is, you know, after work or even before just getting that, that stress out and just being in a whole nother place, essentially, yeah. you know, it's, and, uh, just kind of sharing that with other people and sharing my, my passion of, of video games with, with other people. And it just, it keeps me going. Yeah. It, it can be disheartening sometimes when your numbers suck, but it is what it is. And for me, I've been around long enough that I understand when my numbers are sucking, there's a variety of reasons. And like I said, my biggest one I know for a fact is my consistency lately sucks. So that's been my, you know, so I don't let it bother me too much. But, you know, there's times when I have really good days or, you know, sometimes there's no real reason and you'll just all of a sudden you'll get a big boost. Um, other things to consider, there's a lot of other outside factors. People get busy. Other people have lives and jobs. You know, um, there's also right now it's tax time. So a lot of people are really focused on getting all that done. They're busy doing that and figuring out either if they're going to get money back, what they're going to spend it on. Like in my case, a PlayStation 4 Pro. Because <laughs> I filed right away. Because this is the first year in like six years I haven't had to pay in. Thank you for finally being divorced. <laughs> the best thing that happened last year when my divorce went final after like almost two years. <laughs> um you know, so, uh, but you know, for some people, you know, they're, they've got to pay in, which, you know, I did for a number of years and as an adult, you know, so you're more focused on that. Um, and whatnot. Plus this is also kind of, a the first quarter to first two quarters of a year, are generally pretty dry video game wise. Most video games come out quarter three and four, you know, a lot of the big net, you know, stuff comes up quarters three and four for games. So right now it's also a drier spell. So, it also depends on what you're looking to find, you know, and play. There's going to be a lot more less new games being played right now. So you might not get quite as many viewers. People will default back to the streamers that they regularly watch. And they might not be necessarily looking for anybody new right now or whatever. There, there's, there's a lot of factors like you brought up before. 
Yeah. And it's good to keep that in mind. It's hard for somebody who's just starting out to really understand and see those trends, but the, it's the consistency and experience with time that kind of show you. Right now, the division playlist during the day in the warnings is around 200, 250 viewers. It's not a lot. Um, my average viewers has been much lower than usual. Uh, there's been two or three streams where no followers at all. And um, the, the main people that are streaming in the division playlist, they're big. They're really, really big. And it's hard to compete with somebody who has a thousand. I'm, I'm competing space with them and they've got a thousand viewers, you know, it depends on how deep you are in the playlist. It, there's a lot of factors that are involved, especially when it comes to um, older video games. There's a lot of, a lot of factors. And like you said, to somebody might be coming back and wanting to check out an older video game and you're maybe one of the only few that are streaming it. And now you're available to them and you've got a great, you know, person in your chat, but you got a game like maybe division, they're going to default back on, you know, some of the higher streamers that they, you know, they just want to watch the regular folks and not really search for anybody new. Uh, a lot of times people crave that interactivity and they're not going to get it is easily with somebody who's got a thousand viewers and their chat's blowing up. So they're searching for someone else, but right now it's kind of slow so they can interact more easily with their favorite big streamers. Uh, I think the end of the day, all I can say about it is, it is that uh, no one can do it for you. You know, people are going to do their best to support you, your, your friends, your family, whether they're coming into Twitch or they're, they're liking and retweeting you on, um, on Twitter and they're supporting you to the best of their ability. Uh, but at the end of the day, it comes down to you, your consistency and your reasons for doing it. If you're trying to be big, you're probably in it for the wrong reasons. It has to be something that you enjoy for the good times and the bad times. I'm a musician, I'll compare it to music. There's days when I just cannot pick up that guitar. I cannot create anything new. Uh, and, <laughs> and you set it down and you come back to it when you're, you know, you're a little bit more in the mood to play some music uh, with streaming while there's similar feelings with that you have to keep with it you have to stay you know consistent because that's not only how you learn but that's how you make yourself available to you never know you never know who's going to come in you never know who's going to shoot you that host you never know who's lurking um, I was really surprised to hear that the folks over at Red Storm when I was playing Division he, Terry Spear was like we're always watching <laughs> big brother in the house but then you find out like they've you know they've they're really interested you know in in seeing what uh, the streamers and stuff are doing so like i said nobody can do it for you and i i think not to don't let that those negative emotions that you're feeling or the the lack of um, confidence in yourself don't let it show outwardly or publicly Uh, we all feel that as content creators and streamers uh, the last thing that you want to do is portray that to your folks. You know, you you want to have a, a happy, positive stream and bring in people. I guarantee you that if you're having a, one of those negative moments on your stream and that one person who could maybe host you or, or uh, could be a great addition to your community comes in and sees you being like that, they're going to leave. They, they don't want anything to do with that. Nobody wants to see that. Now, granted, there's times and there's places your community's there to support you, but we're talking specifically about growth and slumps. And you can't let that negativity show. You got to keep going. You got to smile through it and do it because you love it. And uh, also as adult gamers, 
and streamers. <laughs> One other thing that uh, I think we all like to do to de-stress is, uh, well, maybe not everybody, but at least I know us three <laughs> and uh, many people in our communities is watch some anime. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah. What kind of anime, uh, what shows is uh, is everybody watching lately? Uh, what what have you all been getting into? I mean, uh, there's there's a lot out there. I mean, particularly if you have a any sort of subscription to say Crunchyroll or even Hulu and Netflix or you know uh, Amazon Prime, uh, for example. Which uh, speaking of, uh, if you didn't have Anime Strike on, on Amazon Prime, uh, doesn't matter now because now Anime Strike is a part of Amazon Prime, and all that crap is free and part of your Amazon Prime subscription, which is fantastic because you know it's Prime and it's Amazon. We all love Amazon. Amazon is like the Big titty, I'm permanently attached to <laughs> Amazon overlords, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Give me more. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, I guess uh, I guess I'll start uh, with uh, some of the anime. Of course, uh, uh, one of the shows that is uh, Amazon Prime only is uh, Beatless. Um, it's a little bit different. Um yeah, very, very similar. Of course, a lot of anime shares uh, similar things, but that's a that's a new anime for the season. Uh, I've been watching that. Uh, it's interesting so far. I wouldn't say it's the best anime, but at least it's it's got something going for it that's keeping me interested. Uh, part of which is uh, the uh, the sister character isn't your typical anime sister character. She's not trying to bang her brother, <laughs> which is nice. <laughs> um, she's uh, she's actually a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what now that you mention it that does that is portrayed quite a bit and yeah. I, I never really thought about it before i and i always <laughs> yeah. kind of look at them as like well it's like a stepbrother stepsister kind of thing and like well i can i can kind of see that I, you know by marriage and but i really like him but it's kind of weird because we're family and but i never thought of it from the sense of actual brother and sister yeah, so you know, but uh, she has she's not like that at at all, which is which is refreshing. She's uh, pretty much, uh, I think she more like wants to turn him into her personal cook because <laughs> she's all about food and meat. She wants to eat lots of meat. He was making dinner and stuff, and he had things set up, and his food was gone. <laughs> she ate it. She's all about the food. Uh, so that that's that that's kind of refreshing to see a character that's just a little bit outside of this the standard anime par um is is really nice uh with with that show um i've been watching uh i finished up an older show recently um darker than black which i think the first season came out 2007 the second season came out in 2009 i finally finished that i kind of see why they didn't renew it for a third season the second season wasn't that great the first season was good Uh, the second season i didn't care for as much it was it was okay um but still worth it was still worth watching. But if you stop after the first season, you're not going to miss much. <laughs> you can pretty much drop it right there, and it'll, it'll be closed doors for you, and you'll be fine. Um, but also, I also started watching. Uh, thanks to uh, Neutron's suggestion, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Darling in the Franks, and that wow, there's a lot of things I can say <laughs> about that anime. Uh, but I think I'll actually let uh, I'll let Neutron uh, go with that one since I know he watched it because he's the one who suggested it. To- to me in the first place let's uh let's talk about that a little bit <laughs> so darling in the franks if you like animes about robots action and silly teen angst 
<laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of that. Um, but so the, the creators of this anime are also um, uh, creators of Kill a Kill, if you guys are familiar with that one. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm actually watching that right now. And I really enjoy that. It was it's it's a mm. it's a silly. It has action. It has it has everything um, that I like. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of fan service. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Didn't want to say that part, but yes. <laughs> but um. No, I, I really enjoy it, and, and it's only been out for a month. It has, like, five episodes so far, and and it's I'm, – I'm spending more time now trying to figure out, like, their how, – how did that – how did they get to that point in, in their universe, like, in their – that anime universe? I'm, I've been, you know, going back and forth with my buddy – on on theories and he's told me there's a bunch of theories on reddit that you should go check out um so it's not not much uh i just want to know more about it i mean i don't even i haven't checked if it has a manga yet or if it's you know farther ahead i might just start reading that if that's the case <laughs> yeah typically that but usually the mangas are pretty far ahead if that's what it's based off of uh because where they're pulling a lot of a lot of info <clears throat> a lot of their uh ideas from but yeah, that it's uh, <laughs> it's just it's, it's it's definitely out there, and that's and sometimes something being really really out there, it can be the most refreshing thing that you need, and sometimes you need that something that does definitely does not take itself all that seriously, um, and so and so that's a good thing. But aside from that, what what other anime have have you been watching, Neutron? What else have you been uh, getting into? Uh, you know, you got your standard Dragon Ball. I've been watching Dragon Ball Super, and oh my god. So if you remember Dragon Ball Z, right, they would take forever to power up. Yeah, there's like a whole episode of... <laughs> okay, so yeah. they've gone away from that. In this latest oh, god. latest arc, it's it's like a fight, another fighting tournament. But the episodes are like 20 minutes long, like regular standard episode. But in the, ep- the timeline in the episode is... It was only a minute that passed in real time like it would it would be like a 20 long 20 minute um uh episode and there's only been actual two minutes of fighting somehow <sighs> i don't understand how that's happening and it seems like every sing- like it's this last episode was probably like a minute occurred within the fighting like how how this makes no sense i don't i don't <laughs> understand what's going on but other than that, action okay. is, is really good, like you know you would expect. Um, so it, it's getting close to the to the uh, ending of that arc. I think you'd be getting close to the ending of Dragon Ball because that's been around forever. <laughs> I remember the original Dragon Ball before Z, just 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 Dragon Ball, like when I was young. And holy crap, you know you you still got uh, spinoffs. But I guess that kind of speaks to how popular uh the show is <laughs> yeah so they if, if you remember dragon ball uh, they brought a lot of the uh comedy side of it with the latest dragon ball super which is it was refreshing because i think they got too serious with uh dragon ball z, z and gt yeah. yeah i think they just 
forgot about GT. That doesn't no longer exist. <laughs> yeah, we just we just wiped that from our mind, like Star Wars Episode Eight. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I'm also. <laughs> Okay. Uh, On top of Dragon Ball, I've also been watching uh, Recovery of an MMO Junkie. I finished that recently. It is actually a good... I was not expecting anything, but it just goes through the, the, um, I guess, life of a gamer. She's working and she decides to quit and become a neat and just, you know, play games day and night and they go through that whole process of you know making friends online and making friends in real life um so there's there's a few things that i can actually relate to it so it, it was a it was a good anime i i really enjoyed it i wish there was more <laughs> um i might have to go check that out <laughs> yeah if you're if you're a gamer that's it's a good it's a good anime to watch um another one that i'm watching um uh, boruto so that's Naruto's kid. Uh, so I recently, I think, within a span of um, two or three months, I watched 250 episodes of Naruto Shippuden because I stopped back <laughs> then and I just wanted to, you know, check out this new Boruto series, mm-hmm. and I, I felt like I needed to watch everything else before I got to that point. Um, but it's. It's actually not bad. Um, so just imagine everything is, is they're in peace and all these kids are growing up and there might you, you'll see some sense of entitlement, right? What you're seeing some. in current generations, yeah. So um, reflective of current life. Yes, there's a lot of stuff that you can uh, base it off uh, today. So, but it, it's a good anime. So it, I mean, I'll just watch it here and there. Um, Another one that I started, thanks to a recommendation from Silas, Restaurant to Another World. Great show. Is that, mm-hmm. I, I, I watched the first episode last night, and uh, I am hooked. So <laughs> I'll show. continue watching that, and I'll let you know what I think at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's 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 only one season right now. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, the second season, so... Uh... Hopefully, uh, when the summer anime seasons come around, because I think that's when that one is. That one's a summer, uh, summer trip. Hopefully, of course, you know, you know how anime is. Sometimes it's a couple years in between seasons. So, like Attack on Titan, mm. which we need season four. Damn it, please! It, it won't. It won't take four years. Uh, I think or it's seven coming deadly out. sins. Ooh, yes. <sighs> All right. Well, I think Sage. I think you're up. I think you're next. Uh, Oh man. Um, Sage's anime list, everybody. There's... Pay attention. Pay attention. <laughs> Write these down. If you're a follower of Sage, you must know everything he watches. Oh my goodness. There's uh, <laughs> there's been a lot of them, and I've I've actually been trying to catch up on some of the older animes. So uh Neutron had mentioned Kill a Kill. And uh so Wifey and I just finished that. It was great. <clears throat> I'll leave it there. It it was great. Uh the ending was okay. Um, but it was a, it was a great watch getting there. It was, you know, it, it felt, it felt really good. That's, I'll just kind of leave it there. Uh, <laughs> but I have been watching, uh, another show, which I absolutely love. And, uh, I find that I'm watching more shows that are about food. 
So if you like watch uh, on Netflix, it's just a non-anime, but it's called Gourmet Samurai. And uh, it's based on an anime. Fantastic show, but it's uh, anime style. And then you have, um, you have another one that's about uh, a businessman who loves sweets on Netflix, both based on animes, but they are live action. Fantastic shows. <clears throat> so there's uh, one called Food Wars, Shokugeki no Soma. And uh, just waiting for the next season. It's supposed to be coming out in April. Um, about yes. a fantastic show, right? You know what? It, Neutron, right? So we got caught up on it. And uh, we we're hoping, please, God, let them let them wrap this up without saying that it's going to be another season. And, of course, there's going to be another season. So I'm really <laughs> excited about that. But I was really sad that... Um, you know, there wasn't a, a firm ending to it, but uh, basically, what you've got here is a, a young man who grew up in his in his father's restaurant cooking, and his father's an incredible cook. But it's just a diner, and um, they take great pride in making their customers happy. And um, one day, his dad kind of shuts down the restaurant for a little bit and says, "I'm sending you off to the school." And and the whole story is his his adventures and going to this supremely elite gourmet cooking school uh that's been around for forever with they, they're on like their their 90th graduating class so what is that night uh, four years times 90 they've been around forever so some of his adventures and how people look down on him as a uh as a diner cook uh who manages to put out these incredible gourmet dishes uh most of the time so it's a great show really enjoy that as somebody who enjoys cooking that's that's been kind of my thing um, let's see here. Love Tyrant is my next <laughs> anime. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I know that's on my list. <laughs> Love Tyrant. Have you started watching it yet, Neutron? Yes. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> it's ridiculous. If you've seen Death Note, yes. it starts out on a similar note. Uh, she has what's called a kiss note. And whoever is written in the book must kiss the other person uh, within 24 hours or they'll die. Or so we think, or at least that's how it's proposed. Intended. Intended, Yes. Um, So we finished that. It was fantastic. It was a great show, lighthearted, and it has an ending, of course, (laughs) which is great. They're not dragging you on with some more seasons uh, that you have to wait two years for. Uh, That was, that was actually a 2017 show by the way yeah. so relatively yeah, it was, new yeah it was yeah yeah that was uh last 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 season yeah that was that was a good show i i enjoyed it for what it was and and the comedy and stuff of course again uh, one of the things that refreshing stepping outside the box a little bit of course uh if there's anything that japan is good at it is stepping outside of the box mm. <laughs> but be prepared a lot of these that we've talked about are uh, are kind of ecky or very very ecky yeah. Uh, but uh, I can say safely, the wifey and I really enjoy Ekis because they're they're fun, and you know, we're I guess we're both a little perverted too. So, <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So those have been the the shows that we're that we're watching right now, and uh, I have been rewatching Little Samurai Champloo, which is my all time favorite anime, and uh, haven't broken out into Boruto yet. Uh, you just. I can't get over the spoiled bratness of Boruto. I want to, but uh, we'll see. I'm going to try and break out into that since, since Neutron speaks of it highly. So we'll see how it goes. And uh, here's something for you. Cause I know you're a sword art online fan. Oh. 
Have you seen uh, that they're talking about re- rebooting that show? I have. Re- what are your th- what are your boot? what are your thoughts about that? Like because well, let me explain this real quick. Let me preface real, real fast. Apparently, when they, I guess the writer or whatever, it, it wasn't finished when they started doing the uh, anime. The anime was based off of incomplete works. So there's talk that now that he's basically got like everything where he wants it to be, the original writer, they're talking about rebooting the show based off of the new works. And in fact, in recent um, mangas and stuff, he's actually referring to um, the stuff he's been writing on the recent arcs. I'll refer to the new original arc instead of the first one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Instead of the original version is referring to the new, more complete arc is what he's referring back to. So there's talk that, the, that they're going to redo the anime. Uh, based off of that, which I don't know how you, you all feel about that, but for me, that I actually kind of like that idea. Because um, really, after the I don't know after the first couple of seasons, things got kind of I don't know. I feel like it kind of went off somewhere, kind of went askew somewhere um, with it. Um, so, what's your thoughts uh, on that, Sage? Um, it's been done. I love the show. The first one was fantastic. It was, it was mind blowing. It was groundbreaking. Something like that hadn't, hadn't been done before. And, um, the second one was mm, okay. I wouldn't say that. Okay. What would you say? Uh, to me, sort of online felt a lot like uh, dot hack mm. done differently, but there's some similarities, but anyway, Go on. Well, I mean, so I'm I'm going to bring in a game. I'm going to bring in a game here. Division, the Dark Zone. It's been done before, but not quite the way that they've done it. So I'm not saying it's. Right. I'm not saying PvP of this matter hasn't been done before, but I think the way that it was presented is groundbreaking, and it hasn't been presented in that way before, in my opinion. But um, how do you continue to reinvent that in in, in the second one? It, it it fell a little short. I didn't care too much for the second one. The third one, they're going to have to think of something different. It's it's going to have to be something new uh, because they can't keep falling back on the same story. Am I am I glad to see a return? Absolutely. But I hope he's got something up his sleeve. Yeah, yeah. Well, in in the mangas, there's a lot of different different arcs and things. But uh, I agree with you. Like the second season for sword art, like didn't really. It was all right. But the first season was was where it was at. And even then, like, I don't know, I think partway through the first season, like toward the end, I don't know what happened. It was, I don't know, it just didn't feel quite right. It's like all of a sudden they started skipping a lot. They went from, oh, hey, you know, we're building it up. We're on 430 to all of a sudden, yeah, we're like at floor 75. What? What happened to all the stuff in between, you know? And like, it's like it felt like they started skipping a lot of material. Um, so hopefully if they do do like a reboot, they kind of like have it more fleshed out and it's more... Uh, filled in i guess um there was something else i was thinking of and now i forgot it <laughs> well what do you think about um, uh, sword art line coming back neutron i am excited so i actually went to see the latest film for sword art online so it came out like last year in april just uh watched it again recently my buddy uh, bought it. <laughs> it was actually pretty Are you good. You talking about ecliptics again? Yes, I'm talking about <laughs> ecliptics again. Um, so instead of uh, VR, it was AR, augmented reality. So they had a little headset, and uh, they would uh, basically go in uh, closed-off areas, um, and they would play a similar game. Right? They're all leveling up. 
they got but it's in real life with automated reality it was actually pretty neat and at the end of it that's when they announced the next season is coming um so if you have not seen the film i highly recommend it it it, i'll have to remember what the title of it is um um but a reboot i that did not cross my mind but it might not be a bad idea the way that the seasons have gone through i think Mm. the first the first arc was phenomenal yeah hooked me right up um and i was uh guess i don't know was it like 12 episodes for the first arc and then they continued to the second part i don't know it felt too short so if they're going back to rebooting it and expanding on the real story i'm all up for it yeah yeah i think uh for me and i remember what i was going to bring up now uh after the first season or sort of the second season actually took me a while to get through because i went to a different anime for a little bit uh log horizon It's just New Toronto check and I made out. the same look. I've never heard of that before. Never heard of this. <laughs> go this? check it out. If you want something? You want something kind of similar? Go check that out. And uh, maybe not as groundbreaking as, as you feel Sword Art was, but overall the continued flow of it and everything, uh, very good. Uh, and for the love of God, I hope they make another freaking season sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs> but go give that. Check it out. Watch it. We can discuss it maybe uh, in the next podcast or two we'll, we'll get, watch some of those episodes we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it <laughs> and it's added Maybe anime <laughs> picks should be a regular feature on the show i think uh you know if we if we can think of like one one that we're watching new every week or trying something out i think that would be a lot of fun and then we should definitely try and have neutron back very soon so we can uh so we can discuss some more anime i think that'd be great yes i would love that yeah, yeah. i i agree uh, so um, I think we're about out of time here, guys. But uh, any other closing statements? Uh, Neutron, why don't you, uh, since you stream and whatnot, give everybody your, your infos, where you're located, uh, Twitch, Twitter, all that good stuff uh, before we close things out. Yeah, so I'm on uh, Twitch. You can find me on uh, twitch.tv slash jneutron. I'm also on Twitter, jneutron89. They took took away my jneutron i don't know who has it but uh <laughs> and then on youtube i sometimes upload some of my playthroughs there or just funny clips um i recently i created a a gaming training montage uh that was before i started my 2017 gaming list to kind of pump me up so i'll, I'll share nice. that with you guys later um and i also did like a like a 20 minute uh just conversation of all the games that i play up know my favorite games from last year and what i was looking forward to uh 2018 um but there you can also find me at j neutron so j neutron j tron 89 um for those and um yeah just stop by say hi i'd love to uh for you guys to check out my stuff all right very good all right guys don't forget go check out neutron he does good stuff he's up and coming silas and sage approve (laughs) <laughs> yes yes and of course for the most part very chill occasionally a beer in hand but it's all good all right we will see you all later bye we are out of here bye we would like to thank everyone who took the time to listen to our podcast if you'd like to hear more you can follow us on twitter at silas and sage for upcoming releases as well as links to our previous shows on itunes google play and podbean This has been My Life in Games with Silas and Sage, and we'll see you in two weeks.